disturbing. Hello there, and welcome to Dork Wars, the podcast, your galactic hub for all things Star Wars. My name is Blake, and I'm here with some of the best hosts in the galaxy. First off, we have the ever-elusive Grant. I've waited a long time for this. And the funny one, Wesley. What have you become? What's up, dorks? And our own Jedi Archive, Dietrich. I'm what you make me, bro. All right, we are missing uh, Andrew tonight. He uh, was just incredibly tired, couldn't get on tonight, which is okay. It, we all have those days. Actually, I'm, I'm actually going to check out now. I'm just kidding. No, we're going to keep going with this. So we have a lot to talk about tonight. Let's just go on and get right into it. Now hear this. Now hear this. Now hear this. Now you hear this, whoever you are. So this week in Star Wars news, we had celebration last week. So we are still like covering some of that news because if we were to do all the celebration news, we would just be here for freaking ever. But some of the most, I think, unexpected news was the live-action Hera and Chopper appearances in a short Ahsoka teaser that was shown mm. exclusively at um, Star Wars Celebration. So what do you guys think of like seeing uh, Hera and Chopper? Sabine was also in that short teaser, but we, we knew that she was going to be in the, in the show. Like, we, that wasn't... Did that we? wasn't really news. Yeah. Yeah. They casted an actor, actress and oh, everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we My thought. initial thoughts are that I'm scared because they don't seem to do head tails right, but they have. They did pretty good with What's-Her-Face and Book of Boba Fett. Uh, um, the lady Garza, who owned the Garza cantina. Flip. Yes. Yeah. So my, my initial reaction is, uh-oh, and then my other reaction is like, well, it's just a Twi'lek. You see, my initial reaction based off of Dietrich's series, completely different. I think, great, they're bringing the greatest mass murderer that was ever in the history of Star Wars onto the, big, onto the you know, live action now. And for anyone that doesn't know, that is Chopper. If you go through, someone did this on Reddit, it's true, they went through every Rebels episode and counted how many people Chopper killed. He's killed the most people out of anyone ever in Star Wars. Chopper's a Sith Lord, confirmed. Yeah, but Anakin's killed the most children. So who who really is the more heinous? Chopper. Yeah, probably. Also, the fact that if Hera's there, that means the ghost is going to show up. We're going to get a live-action ghost other than that little cameo from Rogue One. That'd be pretty cool. We might get their children, too. Don't they have a son? Yes. Kanan and she? Hera does have a son. Jason Sandola. Yeah. So he'll probably be like, what, 10? Ish. No, not no, no, no. Like, he'd be older than that because I mean this this show is oh, right. probably going to take place after uh, after the original trilogy. Yeah, so the kids like probably fifteen. <laughs> no, gosh, to, that we get no. we get a scene of him as a child in the cockpit right at the end of Rebels, right? So he's probably like yeah. five six there. But he had so to the be end of Rebels. Well, he had to be born it, presumably nine ish months after Kanan was dead. They couldn't have made a child after he died. Hey, you don't know what a Force Ghost is capable of. I mean, Yoda Yoda can light a tree on fire with lightning. I mean, there's there's nothing to say you can't Force <laughs> Ghost inseminate your ex-lover from beyond the plane of existence. No one no one says you can't. 
This is Dork Wars After Dark. Um, no, I think you're right, though, Diedrich. I think he would be about 10, because it was maybe not quite, though, because it was three or four years before a new... We don't know when Ahsoka takes place, right? Right after The Mandalorian Season 3. Well, it's, it's presumably going to be about five or six years after the original trilogy. It was announced at Celebration. It takes place right after the end of uh, Mandalorian Season 3. Okay, well, we're getting kind of in the weeds here, but yeah, we'll get to see a kid, Jason Solo. Pro- Not Solo, my bad. I was thinking the EU stuff. Yeah, that's Jason Sindula. I want to see Jason Solo live. Um, but no, he should be... He should be around 10 to 15 because the end of Rebels is, what, maybe three years before A New Hope? Two to three years before A New Hope? And then the events of the original trilogy happen all within, what, five years? And then another five years, so probably about 15 years old or so. But I'm excited, though. I I would love to see these characters in live action. I know that the the actors and actresses that played the live... uh, the animated characters are not the ones playing the live-action characters. I guess we don't know about Harriet. Well, that's that's the way Disney's always gone. They've n- really never used the voice actor for a live-action role yet. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Uh, Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, Katie Sackhoff is for, the for exception. What? She isn't the rule. She's the exception. She, what, I don't know who she is. What's her character? Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. Oh, Okay. They did it with someone else, too. I'm trying to think of who it was. I think. Maybe not. What, what about C-3PO? Mm-mm. He's the only one. Did they, she's the only one. Did they model the character after the actress, like, on, on Clone Wars? Not really. So it just worked out that she looks an awful lot like a character she voice acted? I, get, I mean, but none of the characters in Clone Wars really look like the real-life people. I mean... Anakin's pretty close, but, like, Dooku had that funny-shaped head, you know? I'm just saying uh, Sam Witwer does not look like Darth Maul without the tattoos and horns. Yeah, but Sam Witwer has not... Uh, Sam, did Sam Witwer play Darth Maul then to Solo? Yeah, uh, no, he's never done the live act. He did the voice of Darth Maul in Solo, but he's not the form, the body. Was that Ray Park? Did Ray Park come back and do just the body? Yeah, Ray Park came back for the body. I thought so. Yeah. The interesting thing about uh, Bo-Katan Kai's, since we, since you brought it up about how she Kreese. looks. Bo-Katan Kreese. She was actually Kreese Kai's I've heard of both ways. That's what they say in Clone Wars, the actual show she's in. So. And eh, whatever, I've heard of both ways. But only one way in the show. Anyway, she was actually based off of none other than the wonderful person himself Say it with me now, Dave Filoni's wife. Dave, Filoni Dave Filoni's wife? wife? Yep. Bo-Katan is based, uh, is, uh, the physical aspects are based off of Dave Filoni's wife. He mentioned that at Star Wars Celebration this yeah, year. He said that at Star Wars Celebration, yeah, he did. So yeah. you're telling me this man hired somebody to be a voice actress who also looked the part of his wife. Because you're not, you're, are you t- not telling me that the person who did the voice acting does not look like the character model a little bit as is? I mean, a little bit, yeah. I mean, teacher, do, do you know what Katie Sackhoff has also played in? Just side note here. Well, we've gone off track what? already, so why not we keep why, why not keep going? Let's let's keep the sidebar going. What 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 else has she done? I don't know. She's Starbuck off of Battlestar Galactica, the 2003 version. 
I have never watched a Battlestar Galactica's. What? You can't get me from the internet, just so you know. You have to come over here. <laughs> Agreed. I ain't gonna fight you over it, but... That, that's just very odd that someone who likes stars and space and nerd stuff hasn't seen Battlestar Galactica. I like fantasy, and I would argue that Star Wars is more fantasy than sci-fi. I'm on the same boat with Dietrich. I haven't seen it either. <clears throat> that's alright, though. We, we still love you guys. Even Maybe we'll weird. do a special Battlestar Galactica episode if you guys actually watch an episode or two. <laughs> I don't think you can right. watch an episode or two and really get the scope of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a that was a great two episodes. I have no idea what's going on. Hey, but, uh, I mean, we do it with Kenobi great. and every other show. Why not Battlestar Galactica too? Be because Kenobi is going to be six episodes, and you get a lot out of those one episodes, and we kind of all know the background from everything else. So anyway, don't put potholes. We're we get we got a sidebar going. Um, I'm also excited about Jedi uh, Tales of the Jedi. It's going to be an animated series, and we're going to get like Baby Ahsoka out of this. We're going to get some more Qui Gon Jinn. We're going to get some uh, Count Dooku, some Jedi stories of Count Dooku. That's going to be pretty cool. So I can't wait to see that. What do you guys think about Tales of the Jedi? Uh, I don't know if it's going to be for me. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you get to see Ahsoka's mom. <laughs> Do I care to see Ahsoka's mom? Well, you should. Like, I don't know. Is she hot? Scale 1 to 10. I don't know. <laughs> we, we have to watch it. We have to watch it to see. <laughs> I like that. I don't think it's going to be for me. I haven't watched it yet, but probably <laughs> <laughs> I feel good on the amount of prequel content that's there. I would rather them go way in the future or go in the past. Well, have you read High Republic? I actually have read some of them now. Ooh, Dietrich. Dietrich. I have several of the I have several of the comics though. I don't y'all are talking about the books? Yeah. They're all connected. Yeah, they're they're yeah, all well, I've read quite a few of the new comics lately, so Well great. I'm kinda I kinda understand what y'all are talking about. You are in the past. That's great. Um, but yeah, I, I just know that here on Dork Wars, the podcast, we do judge books by their cover and <laughs> not for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But I, that does bring me to an interesting point. I want to talk about this before we get into our, to our main topic. Um, it was some weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago now that Liam Neeson Refer to himself as a TV snob. He doesn't do TV, right? When asked if he's going to do Qui-Gon Jinn in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. So Liam Neeson voiced Qui-Gon Jinn in The Clone Wars and is voicing Qui-Gon Jinn in Tales of the Jedi. But he won't put his face on the little screen. That's the thing. He doesn't want his actual face on the small screen. There is a show that he, he his face was on the small screen literally about two and a half weeks ago, I believe, or three weeks ago <laughs> on a show. I can't remember what show it was. I, we may have to look it up. Maybe put it in the description of the show or something of the, the podcast tonight. But he was literally on a TV show about three weeks ago. <laughs> Listen, we all know Disney has these crazy things. Marvel's a great example of it. Where actors will come out and lie through their teeth and when everyone knows it's going to happen. And they'll stick yeah. to their guns because they signed a contract saying they would. Yeah. And we might get get to this later in the episode when we're talking about Kenobi. But 
I just thought it was odd that he called himself a TV snob when he has literally been, like, for one, he's actually been on a TV show lately and has voiced Qui-Gon Jinn, nonetheless, in other TV projects. It's misdirection. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it has to be. I, I really want to see him in Kenobi. That's... I, I really feel like they're going to pull out all the stops since episode three was what it was. I They got to they gotta go somewhere from here. Yeah, and you know? oof. Oof. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get into it. But before we do that, Dork Wars, the podcast, has a merchandise store. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Open up this door. We've got Dork Wars, the hoodie, Dork Wars, the t-shirt, Dork Wars, the coffee mug, and yes, even the Dork Wars Revenge Starter Kit, which conveniently has lighter fluid, a lightsaber, and the will to hurt the ones that hurt you. But no, we, we really don't have that. That would be kind of morbid, actually. Um, but we do have all that other stuff, so if you want to wear Dork Wars anywhere you go, check out the Dork Wars merchandise store. You can check us out on DorkWarsPodcast.com. You can go to our link tree. And all those places have the links to where you can find our show, where you can find our YouTube channel, where we do lives every other Saturday night at 9.15 Eastern. So check out all that great stuff. We would love to have you wear Dork Wars wherever you go. Dork Wars, the Gucci belt. Dork Wars, the dress chinos. Dork Wars, the leather jacket. You know, all of whatever your needs might be. Dork Wars, the Jedi we'll, tunic. We'll stamp Dork Wars on anything. And- <laughs> And we will and sell, sell it back it to, to you. you. <laughs> Heck, send it to us. We'll put Dork Wars on it and send it back for a fee. Dork Wars, the podcast, is also a part of a great conglomerate of other geeky, dorky podcasts, and that is the Red 5 Network. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. So tonight we're talking about the third episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I just have to ask at this point, I haven't even looked, do they have names for these episodes? No, just part one, part two, part three. Wow. So imaginative. But before we get into any of that, I'm going to have to issue a spoiler warning. Attention. Spoilers. If you have not watched Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 3, then stop Dork Wars, go watch that episode, and then come back here for our breakdown of the episode. Come on back now. You heard? Kenobi. Kenobi! Hello there. To start off our conversation, I want to ask you guys about your general thoughts on the episode. Uh, Grant, let's start with you. What did you think? It was dark. It was light. It was fiery. And I would even say it was passionate. All right. Sounds like a hot night in Vegas. But uh... <laughs> that's hot, bro. Are we talking? Yeah. What are we, what are we talking about now? I, I'm getting a little worked up. Yeah. Yeah. What are we talking about here? <laughs> Take that as you will. Do we watch the same episode? That that episode sounds sexy. I don't know. I don't know if this episode was like. I mean, let me get my Dork Wars bustier back on, and, and then we'll keep talking. 
Oh gosh. So, uh, <laughs> dare I ask anyone else, uh, Wesley, what are your general thoughts on Kenobi Part Three? Passion, so much passion. <laughs> <laughs> it started now. We found it's, it's getting hot in here. It's, it's getting hot in here. Oh, oh you asked about Kenobi. Oh, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> So are you, are you just talking about Grant or what? <laughs> Passion. I know you and Mace are still on the outs, so. Uh, no, it, I, I don't even. I don't even have words to describe it. It was, it was fierce. You know, it was uh, passionate. You know, like Grant said, it was dark. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. It. It. It was deep. <laughs> no, but for real, it, it was like. I don't know. It was good. It was a good episode. Passionate. <laughs> so, I, I can I can understand where you're coming from, Wesley, and you're gonna have to find words because we have to talk about it here in a couple couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, Dietrich, what do you think of Kenobi Part Three? I think the obvious answer is a huge step up from Number Two or Part Two or whatever they title these things. Episode Two: Attack of the Leia. Yeah, this one was real dark. Uh, what I liked about it, because I've also been watching Stranger Things the last like few days, or right. I guess over the last weekend, so it had a lot of elements of horror, and that kind of reminded me a little bit of that. Elements and of I'll, horror. I'll tell a little bit more <laughs> of the details as we go through the episode, but overall, I liked it a lot more than episode two. Uh, it was way more than I expected for episode three. I, I'm kind of wondering, man, where are they going to go from here? What are they going to do to possibly top it? I guess it's kind of like their mid-season yeah. since there's only six episodes. So I expect another entanglement with Obi-Wan and Invader. I expect more, but I don't know what they're going to do to kind of top this uh, confrontation that we get to see. Well, and... I like what you said there. It's the mid-season finale, and it, it doesn't seem like it. I guess because we got the first two episodes literally last Friday, and then not even a week later, we have episode three. So we've literally gotten half of this show within a week's time. Um, and now we're going to have to wait week to week. You know, each week we're going to get a new episode, so we're going to get some spaced-out episodes here, and we're, we're, gonna, we're so spoiled already, you know, on all this Kenobi um, some would even say, Kenobi! Kenobi! But I I would like to talk about this episode versus the first two episodes. I really enjoy episode one. I think it's great to catch up with what Kenobi's doing now, how he's making ends meet over there on Tatooine, um, his relationship with Owen. Just all that stuff is great to see. The second episode for me, it was good. I liked it. I like meeting uh, little Leia. She's just a dream. She's a charm. I love her to death. They couldn't have picked a better actress. Um, I was skeptical because I didn't want to see the um, grown man shepherding small child through the galaxy for the third time in the la- in a, a year and a half. You know, like we got that with the Mandalorian, got it with the Bad Batch, and now it kind of seems we're gonna get that again. This is pretty much this show, but. I, I'm okay with it just because I like Leia so much. And this episode, this episode really does not focus on Leia as much as it does Obi-Wan. And that's, of course, the point of the show. So this 
episode takes it up a notch. I mean, just full force. And let let's start with the was with the beginning. We're not going to go uh, shot for shot. If you're listening to this podcast, we're assuming that you watched the episode. Um, but I want to talk about the uh, frick, the uh, freck, frick, 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 frick. I'm going to have to R2-D2 myself here in a minute if I keep talking. Um, hey, hey! No, not Babu Frick. Uh, this guy's name's Freck. Oh, no! Yeah. So, funny funny tidbit here. Everybody was misidentifying this character as being played by Seth Rogen. Like, I saw it on TikTok. I saw it on um, everything. Like, I, I read it a couple places, like on Facebook and Twitter. and before the show, Andrew, before uh, he actually gave us some guidance from the Force, like he's a Force ghost or something, he informed us that Zach Braff actually voices Freck. I, <laughs> he did sound a lot like Seth Rogen, and I, I just don't know how... I wonder who started the Seth Rogen thing, because whoever it was got a lot of traction. <laughs> is Zach Braff... Is that the guy from Scrubs? Yeah, that's the main character yeah. from Scrubs. Yeah, my favorite... Drama having to do with a hospital, and it's not a drama. No, that's not say, really that's a drama comedy. at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dramedy, but I thought that was great. I, I like his character because we open up with Obi Wan and Leia at the rendezvous point on uh, oh, yeah. what's the planet called? What I can't remember Mapuzo. now. Makuzo, that's right. Mapuzo with a P. Ma- yeah, no, it's Mapuzo. There we go. So, they're all Mapuzo, and they're at the, the rendezvous point. Their connection, whoever they're supposed to meet, is not there. And so they start meandering around, and Obi-Wan and Leia happen upon this truck driver. And they, you know, Leia sees him in the distance, starts waving him down. Obi-Wan's like, no, you can't trust everybody that you meet, and this, that, and the other. You, you kind of get a feel for how downtrodden Obi-Wan is, because back in the day, man, Obi-Wan, you know, I think he was a little bit more on the positive side. Uh, I don't think he would trust everyone he met, but to automatically go to, you can't trust anyone, is kind of, I don't know, kind of sad. It seems like a very different Obi-Wan, right? Yeah, and and that and that's the point. And I thought it was funny, like, he came up with a whole game plan with little Leia, and he's like, okay, you don't say a word, and then she meets like, hey! <laughs> like, <laughs> What's up, man? And she can roll with the punches, man. Just thinking on her feet. Like, she she did a great job. And she comes up with this whole story. Her name's Luma and you know, this, that, and the other. It was, it was fun. It was, it was a fun time. Wesley, you have to remember that Leia has more diplomacy points than <laughs> Kenobi does in, in the game we play. Absolutely. So we, we play a game called Star Wars Rebellion quite frequently, and a lot of the characters appear in the game that are in the classic uh, trilogy and some of the other stuff. Um, and Leia has two diplomacy points, whereas Obi-Wan only has one. So she is the better talker, clearly. Her diplomacy started at a young age. Yeah, but Obi-Wan is the negotiator. Not anymore. This is, the, this is getting closer to the original trilogy time, so... He's lost, so he's lost diplomacy points in the ten years since. It, it makes sense. It makes sense. He's lost uh, his use of the force. He's cut himself off from that, so he's a little rusty. Well, we all know the next nine years is going to be real rough for him. If you thought the first ten were rough, <laughs> dear God, 
I thought she did a good job talking to Freck, but um, you know, he turned out he did sort of turn them he, into he, the empires. Yeah, he um, was a so. he was a bad guy. I was surprised. Yeah, I, I like this character too. He seemed like a good guy. Listen, he was loyal to his empire. She rolled like a five for her persuasion check, and he just was not buying it. <laughs> his passive uh, perception of fifteen was just seen right through that crap. All right, now Blake is lost because we're talking, I think, D and D. Um, so it can't be in Dork Wars and not understand D and D, man. It's in the title. Come on. Oh, whatever. You you can't be in Dork Wars and not have seen Battlestar Galactica. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Well, then, yes, I can't because I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh look, it's nerds fighting. How uncommon! <laughs> wow! Stop pulling! Stop! You're gonna hurt my pocket protector. You activated my trap card. <laughs> oh no! Hey Yugi, we're gonna play some duel monsters. <laughs> Yugi is teaching me how to play duel monsters. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so uh, where in, were we? <laughs> so, <laughs> we got a lot of side conversations going on tonight, and I'm cool with it. It's fun. So. Uh, they load up on the back of the truck, and I like when the Imperial Stormtroopers come on. They're kind of like, hey, Freck. Like, they, they catch a ride with this guy, like, every day, apparently. And they're sitting there questioning Obi-Wan, like, we're looking for a Jedi on this planet. Do you know anything about a Jedi? Blah, 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 blah. And he's literally wearing Jedi robes um, at the time. You can see him even, like, cover them up a little bit. That was That was really funny. But it's in this instance that Obi-Wan thinks on his feet, accidentally calls... Leia, Leia, instead of Luma, which is their, like, agreed-upon code name for her. And we, we see Obi-Wan slip up. Like, it's kind of going back to what we were just talking about. Like, his his uh, his skills have dulled over these years. Like, he is not the man he used to be. And he's dealing with that. Like, he's going to have to work through that to become more, right? Like, he's he's losing his edge. Or has lost it already, actually. And you mentioned this earlier, like, they were looking for the Jedi, and he's sitting there wearing Jedi robes, so, like, did they not catch that? I mean, obviously they didn't, but, like, I don't know. Well, that was weird. Do, do they know what Jedi robes look like? Because at this point, the stormtroopers are just, like, normal citizens, and we know that normal citizens really didn't know the Jedi like that, you know? And if but they did show his mugshot. Yeah, that's true, and he was in those same kind of robes. And so I was going to say, you would think, like, most people grow a beard when they go, like, on the lamb, right? So you would think Obi-Wan would shave. Yeah. He didn't at all. Like, he didn't even try. He changes his name to Ben. Kenobi, and he keeps the same last name. That was kind of dumb. He could have even got, like, a mask, man. Like, there's a ton of people in this universe with a mask. Why, why not get a mask? Work for Kylo. Yeah, you think he would try harder. You know, he's basically wearing the same clothes for the next 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think he brought multiple, multiple articles of clothing with him to Tatooine? Is, does he even have like a, a washing machine? How is he cleaning these clothes? Well, he lives on Tatooine. Um, my guess is they don't wash their clothes. Yeah, there's like no water for that kind of nonsense. You're telling me that the Jawas don't have like... Washing machine parts. Look, I'm man, sure they do, do you see just rivers of water flowing over there for washing? They trying to mine for it just for some evaporators just to get some drinking. Yeah, but they got they they farm moisture. They farm moisture. So part of that moisture they farm can be used to wash clothing. You know how expensive moisture is, buddy? Would you would you wash your food 
Or would you wash your like clothing with the food? No. I would put in a different load. Yeah, but if it's you got to pay for water, man, are you, are you really concerned about how your clothes smell or if you're able to, you know, live because you have water to drink and food to eat? I bet most of the alien species smell terrible to each other anyway, so they probably just don't even try at some point. You're probably right. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, he's he's kind of wearing the same robes and, you know, I thought that was kind of weird. You would think that Obi-Wan would try a little bit harder to blend in. Um, where he does not. But I think the the big thing, our big takeaway from this, is that he calls Leia by her real name. Everyone's like, oh, wait a minute. That's not Leia. You called her Luma. And then he kind of, oh, Leia was the name of her mother, blah, 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 and, you know, sadness, and kind of gets out of it. Who didn't shed a tear, right? Like, it was very emotional. Yeah, because it was real. I mean, like, he, he made it up, but, I mean... He didn't make it up. I mean, he really does know her mother, and she passed away, and he misses her, and that's sad. Um, I was I was really hoping this is the part where we would get him like doing the hand wave, like uh, I did not call her Leia or whatever, you know. Uh, we we didn't get that. Too many people there looking. Well, he could have done it to all of them, man. He's Obi Wan freaking Kenobi. I mean, he's too sloppy right now to begin with. Like the fact that he even tripped. The fact that as a Jedi, he tripped up and said her actual name. Yeah. You know, that he's, he's not sharp-minded right now. Yeah. Listen, he rolled a nat one on that persuasion check, and the other guy also <laughs> rolled a nat one, yeah. so. Yep. Strike of the D&D. The D&D strikes back. Um, but after, after the Imperials leave, Leia looks right at Obi-Wan and is like, you knew my mother. And it was like, oh no, like this is this is about to be really sad. And then what's even more heartbreaking, she asks him if he's her dad. And then he says then he (laughs) says, I wish I were. Or just I wish. And I've seen some people going like haywire with this, like, oh no, this confirms that Obi-Wan had a thing for Padme. That was (laughs) that was my first thought too. Then I'm like Wait, no, <laughs> that's not what he meant. <laughs> no, I, I, I really think he just meant that he he could have, you know, given this child a better life had he been her father, you know, had he and Satine no. gotten no, together. No, it's not that. Kids. Kids. No, like, no, no, you're thinking no, no, too no. surface level, man. This no, this is either. deeper, man. This is he wishes that he was the one that died and Anakin was the one that killed him. I think you just took it deeper. And not because, not like, not like Anakin fell to the dark side. He wished that it was him and Anakin had saved light and killed Obi-Wan. That's what he was wishing. I took it differently. Yeah, that's a good way to take it. I, I, I took it as I wish it was that simple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To a sense, like, I yeah. wish I could say I was, you know, to give her reassurance of who her father was, but he can't say that. This entire conversation though i think makes fun of the fact that we all thought ray was ray kenobi for the longest time that could be true should they do have the same accent and who's to say that the female who is uh ray's mother we know nothing about her maybe she's obi-wan's daughter or something you know you never know you never know probably not um who even cares but yeah i I don't know. I still think Obi-Wan had the hots for Padme. Just sue me. No, he had Satine, man. He couldn't have another woman. He already loved one politician. Died. Okay, she died. Doesn't matter. Okay, she died. That, it does matter. 
he he had to move on. Always weird to think about it, but like Padme is right in between Obi Wan and Anakin's ages. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. could have went both ways, you know. Yeah, and you never know. Like, you know, it's just odd to me that Padme would fall for Anakin when Obi Wan was right there. And you know, I'm I'm not I, I'm not attracted to male people, men. But that man. Wow. I guess I'll just wow. stop trying. Yeah, I give up. Just Obi Wan, man, give up. Obi Wan is a man's man. All right, he. If I had my pick, Anakin's like a whiny little brat, dude. Well, not well. Yeah, he is. I mean, just in a in a few moments, he's gonna be like blasting up all these stormtroopers and a probe droid. Like he does some work on them. Even for someone who's rusty, he really knows how to use that blaster that he calls uncivilized. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's always used a blaster. This, this is true. But have you ever seen a stormtrooper do anything productive against anybody? Um, cricket, cricket. my point exactly a blind man with a stick beat the crap out of a ton of them so you're telling me a jedi (laughs) even if he's closed off couldn't hold on hold on hold on because he was a monk first of all that was his class and he had attunement okay so he was like with the force and it was with he or something i don't know the exact phrase i won with the force and the force is with me i won with the force and the force is with me yeah he wasn't just a random blind guy with a stick he had some like Stop magic stuff there, going back there. It's ruining my point. I was agreeing with you until you brought a, up my boy Chirrut Imway into the conversation, all right? I mean, he's, he's, I was just saying, I mean, the, the stormtroopers aren't the, you know, impressive thing. I, I think later on we see just how unimpressive and how, how bad off Kenobi really is. This is the Imway. Um, but yeah, we, we get past this really heartbreaking conversation. Obi Wan is is found out. They shoot up the uh, the probe droid and all the all the stormtroopers. Then we get a, an odd twist. An Imperial officer comes off of the little ship after they they had all their like skerfluffle after Frick turns them in. Which I forgot to mention that it's so sad that Frick turned them in. Why? Come on, Frick, Frick and Frick. Um, Wait, we mentioned it earlier. Yeah, we did, but it's it's sad. I think it's it's interesting to see though some average people who did side with the empire because we always see average people turning against the empire, but we don't see too many that are like, "Yeah, we need the order. Hooray, empire. Boys, go get them." Are you sure? Are, did you did you voice Frick? That sounded just like him. Um, I can't say because of a contract situation, but uh wink wink nudge nudge, you know. Time will tell. But yeah, they, you know, Obi Wan busts them all up with the with the blaster. They almost they try to hold Leia hostage, and like I thought he was gonna put the the blaster down. Sure enough, man, he just gets the shot right on. He's good with that thing. And then a whole another mess of stormtroopers shows up, and then the Imperial officer comes down and shoots the other uh, stormtroopers, and is like, "Hey, come on, I'm the one you're supposed to meet." Like <laughs> that that was a good twist. And what was also interesting, they were lady stormtroopers. Yeah. That was the first time we'd seen that. Yep. I noticed that, and I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. I didn't think the Emperor was all-inclusive, but apparently he was. Awesome for the Empire. Maybe the Rebellion was wrong. Inclusive of genders, but not species. Nah, you're not going to find a toy leak <laughs> under any of them hel- helmets. That is true. I did not... I mean, I... Yeah, I, not I guess that. I guess a Bothan could be under there, but I doubt it. 
They might be a spy. Yeah. Probably would be. He would be. They seem the type. Because almost, par- almost all Bothans are. And they give their lives. We know that about Bothans. They're spies and they give their lives for plans. What's weird is that she only brought three. Like, weren't there just like three stormtroopers to roll uh, up in that armored vehicle? I think it was four. But yeah. Yeah, not that many to handle a Jedi. <laughs> <We> still, <laughs> you're right. Well, I uh, mean, you got to think they weren't expecting a Jedi to just show up. They just, you know, report, or responded to a call. Yeah. Why would they not expect a Jedi when they're looking for a Jedi? Well, I mean, yeah, they're looking for one, but I mean, well, they're looking for this Jedi over the whole planet, though, right? Like, they're not just looking like that's what gets me. Like, they're they're roving this entire planet for a Jedi, and it's like he could literally be anywhere. I mean, this is <laughs> a planet's pretty big. Well, typically those little armored vehicles, like from Rebels and what we see in uh, The Mandalorian, they tend to have like a full troop company, whatever you'd call, like 10-ish stormtroopers. This seems like an earlier version of that. A smaller, earlier version. A a gaggle? I think it's a gaggle of stormtroopers. A gaggle of troopers. I like it. That's the new plural. Yes. Yeah. We're we're going to... We're going to hashtag that on the internet somewhere. Um, but yeah, we, we meet this lady. Does she even have a name? Is this Book of Boba Fett times? Yeah, it's Tala. Tala. That's right. It is Tala. That's right. And the internet says Tala Durith. Durith. Ooh. Exotic. She's in Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's all I know. Dorn, yes. yeah. Yep, she does play in Game of Thrones. Um, But she they go to this hideout where there's like this big loader droid who can't speak apparently and this is the jedi underground railroad and this this is a neat scene like this is probably one of my favorite scenes in the episode um we get a quinlan voss name drop like who who saw that coming that was yeah that was interesting was not expecting it but i was glad to see, to see it happen a surprise to be sure but a welcome one but the bad thing about that though is now I mean, we'll get there when we get there, but Reva has now seen that too. That's true. She she has, and yeah, I mean it's it's important because Quinlan. If you've read Dark Disciple, you know that him and Asajj Ventress had like a love thing, like they were into each other, and that's where Asajj actually ends up dying. Like she dies, saving Quinlan Vos from Dooku. So he's out here trying to save, like, the little Jedi, right? And I don't know. I can't help but think that either Quinlan's going to get his own show or maybe it's going to tie into this Jedi Survivor sh- uh, ser- uh, game that we're getting next. What about Ahsoka, maybe? Yeah, maybe. But the whole thing about the uh, fall- Fallen Order game, and I'm assuming Jedi Survivor as well, is, like, the kids, the holocron with all the Force-sensitive kids. And it seems like that... Quinlan is taking these kids and, and getting them to safety. Like, this, it's amazing. I, I, I like it. I, I like this a lot. This idea is amazing. So for those of us who aren't well-versed with the EU, like, could you expand a little on, like, who Quinlan Voss is and, like, his, his path and his journey? Well, he's, he's in Clone Wars. He's, he's the guy with, like, the, the dreads and, like, the yellow face paint across the his crazy face. One. He's also... He's in, or he's in Phantom Menace yeah. in a small little background role, and then they bring him as a, I guess, a real character from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he wasn't like 
I don't think he was meant to be like a Jedi that just happened to be on Tatooine in the Phantom Menace. He was undercover doing some crazy stuff because that's what he does. He's always like behind the scenes. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, he's actually turned to the dark side for a little bit by Dooku and overcomes that as well. He um he works a lot with Obi-Wan during the Clone Wars. If I'm not mistaken, he and Quinlan Voss take on Cad Bane one time. That was a that was a cool yep. episode. Yeah, to um what to try to get zero or something, but zero zero hut and then they end up dying or something. Yeah, yeah, all that was all in that kerfluffle. But just just knowing that they're keeping an eye on characters that we know from the Clone Wars and characters that the fans really enjoy, I, I think that's neat. So we're we're gonna get Quinlan Voss in something. It might be Ahsoka. Man, we might get him later on the Obi Wan show. I don't know. That that would be neat to see him at least. I don't know if I want Obi Wan to be saved by somebody though. Well, I don't know if he's gonna you be know? saved. I mean, I'm not saying he's gonna be saved. I mean, maybe they just cross paths. That would be, you know, the classic thing is like a lightsaber is about to come down, and then a lightsaber comes out of nowhere and stops the strike. That's true. You know, that's to be fair. Well, not not fair. Obi Wan's been saved twice already though by Tala. <laughs> One episode. I know. As I'm saying, I'm tired of seeing Obi Wan just get absolutely wrecked and yeah. have to be saved. Like I, I'm tired of it. So I agree. <laughs> let's go on and get right into it. Then I know that we haven't talked at all about Vader, which he's he's earlier in the episode. Um, Reva on Mustafar. Yeah, on on Mustafar. Oh, the we get Vader's temple. Yeah, we get his temple, man. Like we get him sitting in his chair, talking with the Inquisitor, um, Reva, and he's basically like, you can be the Grand Inquisitor if we can nab Kenobi, but if not, I'm going to kill you. And then he gets up out of his chair and goes and looks out on the, on the fires of Mustafar where he was burned to a crisp 10 years earlier. Like, I, just Vader is such an intimidating character just watching him do anything like he's so menacing even just like getting up out of his chair and stoically walking to a window on Mustafar is intimidating did anybody find the vocals to be interesting a little lighter like you know James Earl Jones is getting older but I guess maybe did they mix the vocals of James Earl Jones with Hayden's because it seems different it's a little bit less I don't know throaty dark deep i think i think it is still deep i think it's just clearer i don't know it's different i can't i can't describe it it's not the same thing that we found in rogue one either i feel like rogue one it sounds like james earl jones and it sounds like him now where it's it's i was about to say visibly like aged but i guess audibly aged yeah but it was different than that this time it was not what we got in rogue one hmm. I, I didn't notice i, I really didn't so maybe Maybe they did that. Maybe they either mixed mixed it a little bit with Aunt, uh, Hayden Christensen's voice, or maybe lightened it up a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. But I do like the dynamic between the Inquisitors here because now Reva believes she's like in charge, like she's like kind of the uh, substituted Grand Inquisitor or something. And she starts giving orders, and the fifth brother's like, "I'm next in line." And she's like, "Well, that's not what Vader said." And like. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like what what's so great about that position that being the grand inquisitor, like you're willing to 
give sacrifice your life for. That's not like a bad job to me. Yeah. Because you're basically you're like Vader's almost like Vader's right uh, apprentice yeah. at that point. All I'm saying is while while we're here talking about this, I was right last week. You're all welcome. We're right about what? I don't remember. About saying that the Grand Inquisitor was getting replaced, that the first one wasn't the one that we saw from Rebels, and I we was never. How were you correct about? Do that? we know How that? Do you know How do you that? know that? Because it was confirmed dead in this episode, and they're literally all vying to be the next Grand Inquisitor. Man, okay, have we not seen Episode Nine? Do we not know that the dark side leads to weird people coming back all the time? Come on, the man now. has two stomachs. He got stabbed Is in one of them. Is he as powerful as Palpatine, though? I'm not saying it was him that did it on his own. I think Palpatine and or Vader have somehow kept him alive or will bring him back in some way, shape, or form. I don't think it's a different no, thing. No, it's entirely. definitely yeah, a different... It's a different Grand Inquisitor in Rebels from those. It's without a doubt. Because does Vader or the Emperor really care that much about someone that they're already just saying, you can be the next one? We know that his soul is tethered to like Vader in this weird way. That doesn't mean anything. His soul can be there. And... Well, his his soul is tethered to a Jedi temple. And he's got the same markings on his head as the one in Rebels. Like, he's got the exact same markings. There's weirder stuff out there. So I think it's very possible that it's not dead. Well, it isn't just, it isn't just his head that's different. His personality, the way he carries himself, the way he commands the Inquisitors is completely different. It's a different person. If it was if it was a different race, we wouldn't even be having this conversation because of the same race. Obi one in ten years is gonna be is gonna be a lot different. Like I mean, it's called character development for a reason. They're developing his character. I think it's too early to call it either way. Like we okay, when know. we get later on and we get confirmation that I was right, I will point you all back right here and say. On June the second, twenty twenty two, Grant was right, and you were all wrong. Cool. I'm gonna save this bit of audio just so when we find out that the Grand Inquisitor is still alive, I can play this audio and Grant will be like. Bam, 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 bam. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, back to Kenobi. Um, this is the part I want to talk about. This is the part we all want to talk about. Vader coming on to. Mopaza, what's the what's the place called? Mopar, Mo, moped, Mapuzo, the mining planet. Mapuzo, that's right. That's what I said. Mapuzo. Old Darth Vader comes to Mapuzo and starts just killing citizens. <laughs> like he does not care. Force choking, breaking necks, just ruthless. This is the ruthless Vader that we have been waiting to see. Him snapping the necks of just people in the town was what reminded me of Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah. The way that he's just so slow, but he's still terrifying and menacing is what makes me like instantly think of like horror, like Freddy Krueger or uh, Jason. You know? And we've been getting a lot of this horror media lately. I mean, Stranger Things, of course, Multiverse of Madness had a heavy, heavy horror element. Um, I don't know, man, and, and I like it. I kind of like the... I like it being the, those elements being included in like Star Wars and the Marvel universe because it's cool. Like it's it's different. We we don't see things like this. I was shocked. I was too. I was shocked Disney did it. I was it. too. Well, I was well, they did Multiverse of Madness, but I'm I'm surprised they did it with Star Wars. Um this is probably the first time we've seen Vader just kill citizens to lure someone out though. Like I don't think we've ever seen that. 
So that that is a little different. Well, Rogue One, he's terrifying, but he's fighting an enemy yeah. army. So it's he's like, okay, soldiers. at least they're combatants. Right. These are just you know screaming civilians. So that's what we make. That's what we make. I can't even talk right now. That's what makes me think of like horror because yeah. it's just indiscriminate killing just to hear the terror and the screams yeah. of like women well, and children. Well, that's not why he's just he's trying to lure uh, Obi Wan out. But yeah, he 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 does it without even batting an eye. And of course, we all know that Obi Wan, much like the Grand Inquisitor who is still alive, says in the first uh, episode that doing good is an itch that the Jedi has to scratch like he has to go and save the day and so obi-wan goes out there knowing that he is not equipped to go after vader like he knows this and he tries to lure vader away from leia and all the townspeople so they can get away and do what they need to do and this is where we get the confrontation and this reminds me a lot of the uh, empire strikes back fight between luke and vader where Luke's kind of, he's he's fighting, but he's he's more like getting away than actually trying to go at Vader, you know? Yeah, yeah, I definitely think they paid like homage to to that, you know, just like um, you know, exaggerating the the glows of the lightsabers and yeah. you know, well, it's pure the mechanics dark. of the yeah. the duel. Yeah, yeah, and, and the lightsabers look amazing. And Vader just slowly walks as Obi-Wan is always kind of constantly trying to, to get away. And it, again, makes me think of like classic 80s horror. Yeah. The, the, the lightsabers do sound different. I know Dieter's talking about uh, Vader sounding different. I think the lightsabers sound a little different. They look pretty crisp, too. I, I feel like they're going a little more for Rebels uh, style with the blades. Yeah. Well, I like the style. They do look crisp, but the, the sound to me was... It was a little less like, you know, it was, it was a different sound. Can you try to do the sound right now? I don't, I can't, I haven't heard the sound in the episode enough to mimic that sound. So. Wow. I'll get a clip. I'll get a clip and insert it here. It's more of a wing instead of a wong. <laughs> Never mind. I don't, I don't even need a clip now. <laughs> but uh, but Vader and Obi Wan start fighting, and uh, first we see Vader light up his saber. Obi Wan does not at first, and then finally, like he gets to him, and they light up, and they go at it a little bit. And some of the heaviest dialogue I think we've ever had in Star Wars goes between Vader and Obi Wan. And, what have you become? Yeah, Obi Wan saying, "What have you become?" Like that was so. Powerful and Vader's like, what you made me, and it's like, oh, and now we're playing right into Obi Wan's insecurities on himself again, and this is gonna throw him for a loop. Like, oh man, I just the the fighting is more akin to like the original trilogy fighting. That's what I was gonna say. That that scene where they're fighting in the sand and stuff. A lot of those heavy strokes are not like. It's not the prequel fighting. Right. It reminds you of episode four, yeah. really, where they're, it's almost slow and like, almost like two old men. Yeah. And I, and, I think, and I think a lot of that is just because Obi-Wan is, of course, not on his A game. We know he's not able to use the Force real well. 
but the tension is there. Oh my gosh, the tension is there. Just the looks. The even when they when they're clashing with the lightsabers, you can just feel all of that pent up aggression they have for one another. Um, Obi Wan's disdain for Anakin's decision to turn to the dark side, and Vader's just hatred of Obi Wan for burning him to a crisp. Um, the where they're uh they're locked in the the lightsaber lock, and Vader force pushes Obi Wan. Oh my gosh, it was great. Uh, I think it was a great fight. Even though there's no like flipping and crazy stuff, it was still a great fight. Yeah, it was certainly um not the not the prequel fighting, but the fight from Vader, specifically Vader's point of view, it felt weighty in a way that a lot of the, you know, uh, the prequel lightsaber fights and really any other lightsaber fights in, in Star Wars really didn't feel weighty all that much. But it's almost like I could feel the weight of of his blows, like he was swinging an actual like long sword type of deal and what? just feeling the weight and see Obi-Wan kind of crumble against it. And it, it, it made it different, but still very very good i don't know grant you might need to go back and watch the original trilogy because vader's them strokes are thick boy that's kind of like a defining characteristic of his of his combat because he can't do all the flippy crazy stuff anymore because he's in that suit and throughout the ot i mean he's always got the heavy long strokes like he's just a tank man like that's that's his whole thing and yes, they they probably played into a little bit more here, and this is probably the most we've actually seen Vader. the The most high tech fight. This is the first time we've seen Vader fight lightsaber on lightsaber since the original trilogy. The first time we've seen him fight lightsaber to lightsaber action, yeah, um, in, in live action rather, which is definitely different from him like force joking and crushing people in uh, Rogue One. He does use his lightsaber, but. You know, lightsaber light versus lightsaber combat's a little bit different. But this is where Vader gets his revenge, man. Like, this is pretty dark. He takes and brings all this lighter fluid and then ignites the lighter fluid with his lightsaber and tries to burn Obi-Wan to a crisp. It's like a dark side weenie roast out here. He's like, I forget the exact line, but I, I may have imagined it. But didn't he say you're going to suffer, or this is just the start of your suffering, or something like that? Yeah, he does say that. Yeah. It, so he's fully like, he's fully gonna like torture Obi Wan. Yeah, like you can tell he has no intention of just killing him. He wants him to suffer. He doesn't want to kill him. He wants to break him and break Obi Wan completely, um, and make him suffer the way he did, which probably means finding someone that Obi Wan loves and killing them in front of him. Who's left? Well, there's Leia like I now. said. <laughs> that that listen, he knew he was on Tatooine the whole time. He just had to wait for Luke to get old enough. He doesn't like sand. Yeah, he don't like sand, man. I mean, if he gets in his suit like that, I mean, in between his prosthetic, I mean, probably going to be hard to walk. <laughs> Dude, do you think do you think Darth Vader is going to go back to his castle and like get like sandpaper and stuff, start scrubbing between all this stuff because of the sand? <laughs> I could see it. Oh, it was cool. We didn't talk about the fact that we get to see a little more in how he gets out of the back to tank. Yeah, yeah right? we do see that early in the episode. Um, yeah, that's that was different, and I liked it. It was it was some cool like little world building that they included. It it's obviously not like a big plot point, but 
visually, it was cool to see, and it didn't take, you know, 10, 15 seconds to, to show that. So I, I liked it. Those weird Dr. Octopus arms come up and grab him or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it was sweet. I, I really want to see Vader in his, like, meditation chamber, though. Yeah, I was almost kind of expecting them to pull a uh, a nice little homage to the original trilogy and have, you know, him talk to the Emperor as soon as he came out of it or lift it up for him to talk to him. And then I was yeah. quickly disappointed. Well, Blake, are you talking about the chamber he uses in episode five? Yeah. So I think, I think he only used that when he was going to be away from Mustafar for like extended periods of time because right. he basically just... On Mustafar, that's like the source of his like power and dark side, right? Because that's where, I guess he got burned, right? And slash lost Padme. So that's his. That's his hate. The hate or the pain. The pain is what drives uh, a dark sider's power. And him living in the place where he lost himself, he lost his the love of his life. He thought he lost his kids. Um, where he was burnt to a crisp, all of that resides on Mustafar, and he can see that probably from that window that he looks out of at the beginning of the episode. So he probably doesn't need like a specific chamber. He just is there and is breathing and is like, "Ooh, the hate! Yeah, it's flowing." You know, so that hates like oxygen. Just Vader mm. was a very committed worker to his to his craft. Yeah, he was. He was. He relocated and everything. Well, this is where what's her name? Tula. Tala. Yeah, so this this Tala. Tala. Tula Tala. See, I'm I'm bad with the names of stuff, man. I'm so bad with it. So Tala saves Obi-Wan. She shoots some stuff and there's more flames. And I don't know why Vader doesn't just walk through them. Like, I mean, he's in this really cool suit that is probably flame retardant. I know his cape is, so I'm I don't know. I, I feel like he could have got Obi-Wan. I think I th- I think it's part of his ultimate plans for Obi-Wan, though, to almost let him go, and then he's going to suffer more, because he's like, he knows this is just the beginning. It's, it's like he knows he's on episode three of a six-part series. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of got that vibe, too. <laughs> like, he didn't seem utterly disappointed that he got away, you know? Well, it seemed Diedrich, premeditated. Is this the same Diedrich that was complaining because a grown man couldn't get over a tree branch last episode? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Weren't you complaining about like the, the chase with Leia and Flea? Who's Flea? Flea from the hot, uh, Oh, yeah. oh. Yeah, okay, it's the actual person, yeah. Flea. Did I care about... Th- I just thought it was a weak episode. I don't... Yeah, you were ta- I thought you were talking about this? how they were going... The, like, the chase was really slow, and he, he couldn't get over some tree branches. <laughs> what trees were in... That was episode one. That episode. That was like an adult chasing a kid, though. Like, it's, it's different. It's a little different? Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. But, I don't know. I, I thought he could have got Obi-Wan if he wanted to. But I guess Vader... I guess Vader Vader read the script. That's what I'm saying. I think he doesn't care. He wants him He wants him to get away. He knows he has three more episodes to do some more heinous stuff. And he's like, I'll see you in the next episode. Right. Have fun. Like, uh, Tala saves Obi-Wan... Leia runs to the ship. She goes back, and Leia runs to the ship to to get away. And no, who's there? It's Riva. She's there. She's killed the uh, the person, the pilot who was supposed to take Leia back to Alderaan. And now we know that Leia's in it for the long haul. Like she's gonna get kidnapped by by Riva for some purpose. Um, and she she's in it now. Um, oh, for sure. 
I thought what was interesting was that Leia kind of picked up immediately what was yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're retreating. Well, I mean, you can see the dead pilot, like, right behind Reva at the end of the, uh, like, at the end of her t- talking to, to Leia. Oh, that's yeah, true. I mean, yeah, they didn't show that till the end of the yeah, scene, there, There's though. a dead guy laying there, so, <laughs> I mean, I'd be backing away, too. That's kind of dumb on Reva's part to just leave that there, though. Like, just move it, you know, a little bit off screen so she, well, I mean, <laughs> so she can't I'm see it. I'm assuming she's like, who cares? It's a little girl. I can take her, like. Oh, are you saying children are easy to chase down and we should make fun of those who can't chase down children? Yeah, you did last episode, Dietrich. She's going to find some tree branches. <laughs> There's no tree branches on this planet on Mapuza. Mapuzo. Mapuyu. Bantapudu. Uh, Backing up a second, like, how their sister even figured it out is, you know, she saw the, the markings on the wall, like the, the rebel symbol and everything. Like, yeah, how dumb is that? <laughs> yeah, and she saw the Jedi... The Jedi crest, like, yeah, she's she's got some some bad dealings with the Jedi, which is why I think she is one of those younglings in the opening scene, um, from from the opening scene of the whole series. But yeah, if you're gonna have like an underground train like that, like why write your name on the wall? An underground railroad, would you call it? Oh yeah, I said underground train, underground railroad. Okay, if you if you're gonna have one, then why like? Write your name, like... Really big on the wall? <laughs> like, well, Wesley was here. <laughs> What's up? 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Wesley and Mace forever. Um, sadly, that's not true, but... <laughs> it's carved in the tree now. <laughs> but where, where does this show go from here? Like, we can assume that Reva is going to kidnap Leia and take her somewhere. Um, Obi-Wan gets away. We can assume Liam Neeson will be a voice... Yeah, I think pretty soon. Yeah. He needs, he at needs a minimum. Yeah. At a minimum, yeah. He needs to come in soon. Like, I I know this is probably a uh, a long shot. Qui-Gon, you need to get your boy. I know this is a long shot. But we know that Obi-Wan's going to have to, like, bulk up. Like, he's going to have to get back into the swing of things. He's going to have to have a whole training montage to... Uh, to kind of play off of one of our old episodes, uh, Kenobi's got to get his groove back, you know? Like, he's really got to shape up, get his Jedi self back where he needs to be to go and save Leia. And he's definitely going to have another fight with Vader. I think that's going to be the finale. It's going to be his his last fight with Vader. Um, but he's going to have to have some training. I was really expecting, I was expecting this episode for him to fight Reva. Because I was not expecting Vader in episode three yet. I, I just either. was like, wow, they really went ahead and did that. I was expecting a fight between him and Reva, and he would win, but Vader would learn that they're there, and he, ex- you know, all, all the information. So the rest, the next three episodes would be Vader hunting, just yeah, Vader yeah. focused. Well, we did, I did, we did see the leak before the show came out. We talked about it on this show that there were going to be two fights between Vader and Obi Wan, and it looks like that's going to happen. So. Well, good, because this one was not great for Obi-Wan, nah. so round two is yeah, needed. Yeah, because, we, like we all know, in A New Hope, Vader says, when I left you, I was but the learner, now I am the master. So I think Obi-Wan's going to whoop up on Vader at least one more time before it's all said and done. So I, I would really like to see, and I know this is probably not going to happen, I'd like to see Obi-Wan go to Dagobah and get some Yoda training, like one-on-one. Uh, no, you don't want to see it, or you don't think it's gonna happen. I'm gonna shut. I'm gonna shut that down. I, I don't. I don't think. A. I don't think it's gonna happen, and B. I don't want it to. So why don't you think it's gonna happen? They have a habit of bringing in very popular characters. To these shows, 
with the wow factor. You're right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong there. I just I don't think it's going to happen because I think they're going to lean into the Qui-Gon being the the mentor. Well, what if he goes to Yoda to find Qui-Gon? What if Yoda and Qui-Gon double train him on Dagobah? That's a that's a big ne- like we talk about nexuses of the Force like Yoda goes to Dagobah because it is so strong in the Force. That's why he exiles himself there. I'm going to change my position and go to Blake's side after that last comment. So you won. Ooh, I, you won me over, dog. I'm with oh you my now. Gosh. I'm starting to I'm starting to rethink things a little bit here. But I don't. They don't have much time though, so it's got to happen like ASAP. You know. Yeah, it's got to go quick, and it it really has seemed like a lot of these things have gone quick in this show, but they haven't felt quick. Like I think they've done a great job with the pacing. So before we go too far away from referencing old quotes from episode four, I do want to say a little bit of a gripe and I, it's, it's a small gripe but the more Leia interacts with Obi-Wan Ben whatever she wants to call him the odder the audio and the clip is of her trying to get his help in episode 4 because it seems like he's a vague person she has, has like heard of through the grapevine yeah. but now I mean they're, they've been through some stuff yeah. together so like they're buddies I mean they they've been in it so it's weird it's like Obi-Wan you are somebody I vaguely know yeah. from my past, like, but I mean, it wouldn't be somebody you vaguely know if you also went under fire with them. Like, they're battle buddies at this point. Like, yeah, and I liked the theory that he introduced himself as Ben, blah 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 blah. But he is literally called Obi One right in front of her this episode. And I guess you can take the audio from A New Hope and just be like, well, I mean, she was just trying; she was being very her diplomatic self. Blah 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 blah. And I've even heard the argument that how much do you remember from when you were like 10 years old? I think if I went into a combat zone with a Jedi, I would remember. Right. I agree. That's what I'm saying. I I think that she would remember that pretty thoroughly. And her message in A New Hope would be Obi-Wan or Ben, whatever she wants to call him. I need your help. She already knows. Like, she doesn't have to appeal to his affiliation with Bail Organa because she is been through the stuff with him like they they they've literally gone to war together (laughs) at this point and presumably he's gonna like fight off reva and vader to save her presumably now don't get me wrong i've really enjoyed leia and their interactions especially in episode three but i it just for continuity's sake it really doesn't work yeah and i I don't know if they're going to be able to soothe it out. I I hope they do, because I think that Star Wars as a whole has done a good job of soothing these things out when they kind of play with their continuity a little bit. And it, I don't know how they're going to salvage this one, but we'll, we'll see. Maybe she gets maybe she gets Jedi mind wipe so she forgets all of it. Man, that would be that'd be some craziness. I mean, in a sense, I still think I, mean, I think the continuity between Obi-Wan and Vader in episode four is infringed upon as well because you know we're under the assumption that they had not seen each other since well we we assume but there's not anything anything saying he says i haven't felt that presence since and then he trails off he doesn't go i haven't felt that presence since i was a weenie at the weenie roast He, he didn't say that you know I agree with Blake there. I think that that is left vague enough to where you're like, okay, well, we know Obi-Wan has to win. He's going to win because he was regarded as the master in their Correct. last interaction. Correct. But And, and I think that's where that's headed. I think the next three episodes, uh, Obi-Wan's going to have, he's going to find his way to wherever he's going to 
do the training to get himself back into fighting shape. And then the last episode, he's going to go fight Vader. Reva, something's going to happen to Reva. I think Vader's going to end up killing her. That's my theory. And he's going to save the day. I think Vader ends up killing more of the Inquisitors than anybody else. <laughs> than anybody else does, yeah. <laughs> and Ma- Maul kills the fifth brother in Rebels. Spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't seen Rebels, sorry. If you like, if you like the fifth brother in this in this show, also the numbers don't seem to have any basis on their quote unquote ranking system because the fifth brother was like I'm next in line, but isn't there a second sister? Yeah. So I don't, I I don't know the point of the numbering of the brothers and sisters, and I find it odd that they call each other brothers and sisters because it's like I don't know, I just find it odd. I think it's weird. I like the Inquisitors. I really do. I like the concept of the Inquisitors, but I think there there are things about them that are just odd. Yeah. But quickly, just a couple small details. Um, Obi Wan mentioned a, a vague memory of a little brother, an older brother. No, it was a younger brother. He he described him as a baby. Are you sure? Hold on. I don't. I thought it was an older brother. Anyway, it doesn't matter much. Yeah. Okay. A sibling in general. So that's the point I'm getting at. But. Do we think this sibling is out there and they're going to meet? I don't know. If they're, I don't think they're going to meet, but I think it opens the door for like, I don't know, expansion in the Kenobi family later. Kenobi's niece is force sensitive and is also Rey. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> we do get some of uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi talking about his old family. He remembers his mother's shawl. He remembers his father's hands. And he remembers a baby brother. Yeah, I think the exact. So I'm reading the quote now. Um, he said, "I have flashes. Really, my mother's shawl, my father's hands. I remember a baby." And then when yeah. Leia asked about the baby, he says that that I might ha- I might have had a brother, but really don't remember him. Yeah. I wish I did. Yeah, and this is a this is a look into the the tragedy of the Jedi. Like Jedi are taken from their real family, and he says that he got a new family, but this is a family that can't love you like they can't have attachment and eventually like he goes to war with this family and it's just a sad situation man it's it's really sad the, the way the jedi did them kids and i know the jedi are the good guys i do think they are the good guys however i also think that it kind of sucks there is room for improvement right Adds a whole new dimension when Kenobi says, you were my brother, Anakin. Ooh. His baby brother. You know what? That, that's it, dude. Obi-Wan is Shmi Skywalker's kid. Confirmed. No, I was kidding. Yeah. <laughs> One more thing, Blake. Um, you know, at the beginning of this episode, you know, Obi-Wan was, like, tortured by the words that Anakin was still alive. So that was, like, tormenting him. And when, the, when he and Leia first got to Mapuzo, um, I think he hallucinated Anakin out in the field. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think, but my prediction is like, if there's gonna be, if we're gonna see uh Hayden Christensen or hear his voice, it's gonna be in a hallucination form. Yeah, that's a that's a good theory. I think I think that as well. I think we'll get a hallucination, maybe maybe a flashback. I, I think we might get some flashbacks. I would tell you what I would really like, though. There is a deleted scene from Clone Wars where Anakin and Obi-Wan are talking about Ahsoka after she's left the Order. And it's Obi-Wan 
telling Anakin, like, there's nothing he can do about it. Like, she's going to be fine. Like, he has to forget about it. And then he said, well, what if it was me? What if I turned my back on the Jedi? Blah, 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 blah. And Obi-Wan's like, no, that would never happen. I would love to see a flashback, a live action version of that scene. It would be, it would be perfect for this show. So let's get to the ratings, guys. Let's get to what we thought about this show in numbers. Grant, out of 10, what do you give the part three of Obi-Wan Kenobi? A zero with a one in front of it. Oh, we got the perfect 10. Yeah, that's a 10. Perfect 10 for me. It was it was beautiful. It was dark. It was passionate. Mmm, passion. There it is again. Cropping up. This is creepy. Wesley, what do you give Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 3 out of 10? I'll give it a really great 9. Um, you know, I'm, as far as the Kenobi series as a whole, I, I love the world building. I love the planet Mapuzo. And, you know, last week we got to see a lot of Alderaan. And Dio. World, world building. Dio's cool. Yeah. Um, and I think little Leia is a great character. Um, I think she fits well with, uh, you know, older Leia. Um, I, I really enjoyed the portrayal of the terrifying Darth Vader. I think that was just awesome. Um... And, you know, we, we really get to see, like, Obi-Wan, you know, kind of lost right now. Like, he's, he's lost a step in more ways than one. Um, and and only reason I didn't give it, like, a perfect 10 like Grant is because I'm not really interested in the Inquisitors. Like, like that part of the story is just not interesting. And now nobody cares about them. Like, with, with the Vader-Obi-Wan yeah. fight in this episode, nobody cares about Inquisitors at this point. I mean, not in the way that they did. I mean... They they kind of yeah. took a, a backseat for me at this point too. That's right. I, I just want to see Obi Wan and Invader. I, I don't care about the Inquisitors. <laughs> They're in the way. <laughs> valid points. Valid points all around. Diedrich, what do you give Obi Wan Kenobi Part Three out of ten? I'm going with a nine, like Wesley here. I just I'm holding out for that ten because I want to see Obi Wan back to form, and when that happens. Solid 10. And I bet that's going to happen. It's, it's just going to be a little I later. mean, we know it's going to happen. And that's the thing. Like, we know it's going to happen. And we're okay knowing it's going to happen. And we're going to watch every second until we get there. Like, we're going to soak it in. Or us soak it in. So, I'm going to give this... This is hard for me. I, I think I'm going to give it a give it a 9.5 out of 10. Uh, if we can... Can we give half numbers? Are we allowed to do that? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm making right. it up as I go. Right. I'll, I'll let it. I'll let it happen this once. Just, just, just the one time. Once. Okay. All right. Um, I wanted to give it a perfect ten. Just the Vader. If if it was literally if they opened the episode with Vader coming in and him and Obi Wan start fighting, and that was the whole episode, it'd be a ten out of ten. Even though we don't see Obi Wan deform, I, I love the tension in that fight. I love just all the words that are said and all the stuff that's unsaid like there's oh gosh just this fight was more than just lightsabers hitting one another and force pushes and and all that it was emotional it was passionate as our friend grant would say um i loved it and it's hard for me to talk about the rest of the episode in a, in a way that even comes close to that because that's the best part of the episode even though Quinlan Voss's name dropped I like that 
um i'm a fan i really like the stuff with freck and at the beginning of the i like all that stuff but once vader came in all bets were off i was like oh who cares about anything else like this is it this is the obi-wan kenobi show right here this is the stuff we've been waiting for so uh, 9.5 out of 10 and i'm like dj I'm, i want that perfect 10 to come in the finale that's where i want that 10 just ooh. actually i want 10s for all three of these episodes but all right so let's go on and throw it to master yoda for the word of the week there is more knowledge here than anywhere else in the galaxy hmm passion the word of the week is <laughs> Yes, we have talked about passion in... It's been kind of odd. I, I I don't know that I'm comfortable with it, uh, but it we, we've mentioned passion. Yes, this episode, much harder to add. The tension between Vader and Obi-Wan. Heavy it was. Felt it I did in my heart. So, do, do Yoda creatures have hearts that, like, do y'all... Mm, two, actually. <laughs> mm, I, I wonder if he's just kidding about that. But yeah, I, I really, I really like the tension. I really like the the words. Like, just what have you become? And then Vader, what you made me. D do you agree with it? Who do, who do you think's at fault for Anakin? Mm. My lawyer advises me not to answer that question. He does. It's probably for the best. Uh, Master Yoda, do you, do you think we're going to see you in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series at all? Hmm. Disclosure agreement I have. Can I tell you, can I? Maybe I am. <laughs> all right, well, that's good to know. So look out for Master Yoda, maybe. And with that, we come to the end of another great episode of Dork Wars, the podcast. You can check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. We want you to follow us, uh, our community that we have on there. We've built a great community in our social medias. We have TikTok. Go check us out, Dork Wars Podcast on TikTok. Go check out our website, dorkwarspodcast.com, where we have links to all of that stuff um, and to our merchandise store, our YouTube channel, where we do our live chats every other Saturday night, where you can get in the chat and actually talk to your favorite hosts in all the galaxy. So we'd like to thank you. And may the Force be with you. Thank you for supporting Dork Wars, the podcast. You can check us out on facebook.com forward slash Dork Wars, the podcast. And if you would like to join in on the discussion or maybe suggest topics for us to discuss, please do so by joining our Discord community or sending us an email at dorkwarspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a... Kenobi. So passionate. Production.